and welcome to today's episode of Margaritas with Margarita Chang, CFP Pro. I'm Hope Katz Gibbs, producer of the show on the Incandescent Radio Network and Incandescent TV. We know you are absolutely going to love today's guests. Eugenie George is the author of Our Money Stories. She has appeared on CNBC, Forbes, The Cut, The Financial <laughs> Diet, and so much more. She specializes in writing about behavioral science and personnel finance, drawing on her experience as a freelance writer, business owner, and debt-ridden grad student. So thank you so much for being here. Take it away, Miss Rita. Well, thank you for the introduction. And Eugene, it's Margaritas with Margarita. Here's to celebrating you. Thank you for being here. Thank you. I mean, I have coffee, but thank you for having me. So I know that you write wrote. I know that you wrote Our Money Stories, a six-week, no BS holistic wellness plan. So how did you become a financial writer? I mean, I think the long story short is I've always wanted to be a journalist. Uh, that's kind of like the, the truth is that I've always been interested in journalism. I've always been interested in the people that get into it. Um, and then also, I do like to hear folks' stories. Um, I liked it so much even as a kid I was on like kids tv shows that were like news shows so it always was there I just never used it or or utilized it um once I got to uh into high school and then I started the book because I ran out of money as a business owner and I just didn't even know how to handle that and it went from like zero to 60 really quickly. And I just ran out of money. I said, okay, you do have some skills with money. Like you do know how to save. This is like one good thing about you. You know how to save, you know how to pay for things. Um, at that time, for the most part, I mean, I always had like a good credit score. I was like, so what else is missing? Something else isn't like sitting right. And then I got evicted from my apartment and that was like a big thing. Um, once that happened, cause I just couldn't manage things. Um, then I really started like seeking help and then I got laser focused was like learning about money. So it was kind of like the journalism part happened out of curiosity, but then also recognizing that there wasn't any content like this out there. Um, yeah, they, they do have great podcasts and great authors but at that time, when I wrote, started writing in 2017, there still wasn't anything around like historical issues or problems that are happening with women and their money. So I, I started to get really uh, interested in that. Absolutely. And I love how you focused on women, women from underrepresented diverse communities and the challenges that they are facing with money not just the challenges, but how they've addressed those challenges. So what was the writing process around writing a book? Because it's also can be like really stressful, but yet cathartic at the same time. Yeah, I kind of took it as, you know, you can't, if you're a journalist, you, you can't always necessarily use your story um, as like a reasoning, but I knew that I had to use my story for this um, just because I just want to let people know that, okay, you can get out of, you can get out of this situation. And I 
have all the things that you say I'm supposed to have, right? Like I got this degree. I got like a degree from a top-notch university. I got into this really hard program. And I still wasn't struggling, right? Um, I still had a moment of like despair, which like everyone has those experiences. Um, So I knew that I couldn't go full on like a journalistic piece, um, but I had to do it with me telling my story first. So I, for the most part, wrote out my story um, and it didn't sound right for like six drafts. And then finally, I was like, well, I think I need to tell the truth because I'm trying to make it seem like it's sounding like um, a Susie Orman book, which, you know, I don't mind Susie Orman, but I was like, this is sounding too, isn't that sounding real? So then eventually I was like, okay, you got to tell everybody the real story. Um, And then after that, I started interviewing women. So I did a bunch of posts and I asked folks, it's really sad, but I asked a bunch of folks like, hey, um, would you like to tell me your money story? And, you know, let's talk about, are you Asian American? Are you Native American? Are you like Latin American? Like, would you like to talk about your story? And that was kind of hard because it's kind of weird being like, hey, I need your story. Um, And then also um, I did make it a point to make it anonymous. So I got their stories and signed off on them, but I didn't put their names in it because I didn't, I knew that that probably was the, too much for them. And then after that, after listening to everyone's problems, it's pretty easy to, to pinpoint the government and the laws in place that, uh, that disbarred women of color from like achieving wealth. So it was, that was really easy actually, after I heard everyone's stories. So, um, yeah, it, it's, it's a tricky thing to like put yourself in a situation and then put other people in the same scenario and then write about the loss. So it was, it was pretty tedious and it took, it did take two years. And I think I would definitely do it differently if I wrote or when I write another book. Well, thank you for sharing. So this is a two-part question. Um, when did you make the decision to start helping financial planners? And then how do you, how can you be creative or encourage people to be creative when writing about finances? Because people always say compliance. So I know it's a two-part question, but you'll ace it. (laughs) I actually, uh, when I first started writing the book, before the book even came out, I made it a point to, to, write an article for Michael Kitsis, um, which is Nerd's Eye View. And I was like, listen, if these folks get it, which are primarily like white males and they really understand what I'm talking about, then I could tell it to anybody. So I actually did it in a reverse, which was I, I actually wrote to a financial planning blog with like lots of facts and research and got lots of positive reviews. Um, and still to this day, if you t- type in like diversity or anything like that in Kitsis, my article is the only one that pops up because it's like, oh, it's like 10,000 words. It's really long. So yeah, that, that was the, the first time when I talked about financial planners. I was like, oh, let me tell my story to financial planners to see if it bites. And then all these financial planners started coming to me. So then I realized the biggest issue is that there's a lot of financial planners that aren't telling their full story. 
Um, and their story in particular is like, you don't just become a financial planner. There's something that pulls you into this field. Um, and a lot of it you can pinpoint from like World War II or the Great Depression. Like you can pinpoint why people get into certain things. Um, and a lot of people got into it because they were like, they wanted to be secure. So it was pretty, it's pretty interesting to write from that, that point of view. The second question is how do I stay creative? Every um, April and November, I participate in NaNoWriMo, which is National Novel Writing Month. Um, and that's when I, that's what I, when I write. Um, it's typically around those times that I write just because there are huge groups of people doing it. And I'm the only one that's writing about money most of the time. Like people are writing books about fantasy and robots and different things like that. So at least I get to hear other people's stories. But I think the big thing is I, when it comes to compliance or when it comes to like actual financial topics, I try to see it in the lens of most people don't even know this vocabulary. So we can't even get to talking about how that works with your money. So we're still, we're still writing on basic stuff right now. Um, and the, the, the basic stuff that we're, we're writing about is how can I teach someone to have the vocabulary to feel confident in talking to a financial planner or a financial coach or a financial counselor. So that's the financial literacy gap that's missing, right? It's like you're telling them they need to know their money. And they, it's like, honestly, a lot of the people do know their money, right? They pay their bills. They do understand how money works. So it's just kind of like tying the vocabulary together. And then the other thing is most financial planners have very unique clientele. So it's like, if you have a unique clientele, you should write an interesting story. Like that's what people care about. They don't, I mean, they care about the recession or they care about, you know, ebbs and flow in their stock, but oh, they want to hear, okay, after a divorce, you're going to to be okay. And, you know, I had that same issue or don't worry if your parents live in a different country, like we're going to help you get remittance fees and, and you don't, won't get taxed for it or something like that. So it's like, it's more about the stories and the vocabulary that most people don't have. And that's, that's what we're trying to, to get to. Um, and then lastly, I just like learning about that stuff. I just, the unique scenario that I when I was a kid, I learned about the stock market in fourth grade, and I, I thought it was interesting. So th I think that's always with me every time I write. Thank you for that. I mean, I really appreciate that. And I know, like, we think about the new rules about money, the new rules about money, it's actually going back to the basics, right? And just level setting and, and speaking to people in language that resonates with them. Wow, I know we could have like a whole episode just on this topic. So that means maybe we need to invite you back. What are your thoughts about inclusivity around the financial advice and financial planning profession? I think the big thing is it's really important to tell your story in a unique way. We know that statistically 
there aren't a lot of like women or women of color in finances, um, just like in the industry as a whole. But there are people that are talking about finances. So I think it's, it's more about being open to listening and learning from other people. So like, for example, I have three friends, we write together. And so we call ourselves writing books with friends and they're all in finance, but they're all doing things in very different ways. So one person is a writer and they write about like life insurance and swears up and down life, life insurance, everything about life. They just, I don't know how somebody can be that interested in life insurance, but she does it, you know? And then there's someone who my, one of my oldest like writing buddies, she is all about travel. So like getting free tickets and, you know, saving money on um, getting like your miles on your credit card, which is so tedious, but for her, she like gamifies it and has a really successful um, podcast where she talks about being a financially savvy traveler, you know, and and it works. So it's like, I think the biggest thing with inclusivity is trying to find other people's stories and, and see how they can connect. Um, because I think that's what's really lost. Like if you look at most financial advisors uh, websites, they're pretty basic, right? We'll help you. There's a map, there's a compass, there's a something. And if I'm like a Gen Z person, my uncle dies, my uncle gives me the money, right? Because he doesn't have any kids. So now I'm stuck with all this cash. I'm not going to go and, and look at the person that has like the website with the map. I'm going to look at the guy who's the tat the financial advisor that specializes in tattoo artists. That's what I'm going to look at. So it's really about thinking how you can weave other people's stories into your content as well, or at least try to seek to understand. Um, but yeah, my book in particular, I have been very shocked at the fact that who's actually reading it. And, and a lot of times it, that person does not look like me um, and is not a female. So I've been really very, very grateful for that. Yeah. So usually this is a wonderful transition. Here is your time to hold up your book oh, um, and share with people how they can find you and social media handles. So hold that up again. Our Money Stories, a six-week, no BS, holistic financial wellness plan by Eugene George. How can we follow your work and where can we get the book and your social media handles and website? Yeah, um, I mean, the book is on Amazon or and Barnes and Nobles, all of those places. So um, there where you can find a book. And I mean, you can follow me by at Eugene George. That's pretty much my handle for everything. So, or at underscore Eugene George. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much for tuning in with us. Yes. And back to you, Hope. Thank you, Eugene. What fun. What a great story. How you've turned everything like, you know, you've made lemonade <laughs> in every way. I'm a journalist as well. It's really fun to tell people stories, but make them personal because we all sort of have a similar thread through our, our stories, right? 
So that's, that's awesome. Best of luck to you. Please send us uh, information from your book so we can share it on Rita's website, margaritacheng.com. She has no compasses nor maps on the website that we help her with. <laughs> just all really good tips from Rita's and she's just got so much information as do you. So thank you to all of our viewers for listening to this week's episode of Margaritas with Margarita Chang, special guest Eugenie George and her amazing book, Our Money Stories. Thank you, Rita. Thank you. And we will be back and talk to you next week with another amazing guest. Have a great week. Thank you so much for being part of our Incandescent Radio and TV family. This is Hope Katz-Gibbs, founder of Incandescent Incorporated, the PR and publishing company for women entrepreneurs. Our Incandescent Radio and TV shows are brought to you by our advertisers and clients. Margaritas with Margarita Chang, CFP Pro, brings us 15 minutes of tips every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern on Facebook Live, where you'll meet experts who are helping us flex our financial muscles. Find all of the episodes at margaritachang.com. You'll also meet intuitive psychotherapist Kara Keem, who interviews therapists and other intuitive guides from around the world. Learn more at karakeen.com. And you're going to love social justice expert Karen Hanrahan, CEO of the San Francisco-based Glide Memorial Foundation. She bridges the gap from local impact to global change on her thought leadership show on Incandescent Radio. Learn more about Karen at karenhanrahan.com. You're also going to love Alina Liao, founder of the radical wellness journaling company, zenitjournals.com. Alina asks, have you tried to journal but found it hard to keep up? Zenit makes it easier to journal for your wellness. With Zenit, you can customize your journal with prompts that speak to you. No more blank pages. Your Zenit is your personalized space to take care of yourself. Website, zenitjournals.com. Feel it, write it, Zenit. You'll also meet amazing Tracy Schott, founder of VoicesForChange.com. Tracy is determined to change the world and end domestic violence. Learn more at VoicesForChange.net. And we are so thrilled to be publishing a book for Angela Mitchell, who is the tech expert of case management. And she's also the founder of this fabulous organization, Kids Code 2. She is determined to teach kids to code computers. Talk about teaching a kid to fish. We invite you to discover and peruse all the Incandescent Incorporated websites, the magazine for women by women about women, incandescentwomen.com. Our health and wellness magazine is beincandescent.com, the business of mind, body, spirit, soul, and heart. Our YouTube channel is incandescent.tv. And you can learn about our PR and book publishing services at incandescent.us. If you'd like to have your own radio and video show, check us out at incandescentradio.com, where you can see what we can do for you. These podcasts are also featured on iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Our podcasts are produced by Brandy Wilsker. Our videos are produced by Nelson Benavides. Our website developer is Max Kukoy, and our incandescent illustrator and designer is Michael Glenwood Gibbs. If you'd like to learn more, please send me an email, hope at hopegibbs.com. Here is to your incredible, indelible incandescent success. Much love and many thanks.